0: Dad Bod History! The Fearsome Brosom. Alright, welcome to this episode of Dad Bod History. We got the Fearsome Brosom tonight, me, Eric, and Cameron. And we are doing our Super brawl, our our no-holds-bar 32-team takedown to see who the greatest bromance of history is. And by history, it could be real history, it could be fiction, that doesn't matter. Tonight, we have the Bro-Lightenment Bracket.
1: History has and, very little
0: uh, bearing on. I mean, history is just telling stories anyway. So, who cares? Yeah, if the most story history is up. just made up. Yeah, it's all it's all made up. Speaking
1: of which, I did. Find- That's why
0: I spent five years and tens of thousands of dollars getting a degree in it. It's all just made up. Got my copy of Herodotus, <laughs> so I think I have the same of edition. Made up stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. So, how you guys doing? Good enough. Good enough. All right. Love it. I was hoping I like to see of Cameron this
2: weekend. He's right yeah, here. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's that time of year. It's. I. I feel like I'm just limping through every week this time of year until spring break. From from Christmas to spring break is the busiest time of year in our house, mm-hmm. and just a lot going on national school, Lutheran school week. Um, I don't know how your girls are, Eric, but, um, not only in your class or in your family, but my daughter literally took an hour to do her hair for crazy hair day. And it made me just write off the whole crazy hair. Like we're, we're not doing any crazy hair next year. We're just doing ponytails Nothing crazy because I don't need that kind of stress in my life before 8 a.m.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What they really should do is uh modest hair day or yeah. respectable hair.
2: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or ponytail day. I don't know. <laughs> well, let me tell like you about it. my week.
1: Okay. Because uh, my wife was on the planning committee for Lutheran schools week. At our school. And uh, that's a lot of power right there. For for those of you that don't know what Lutheran Schools Week, it's where Lutheran schools across the country celebrate being Lutheran schools because they have a rich history in the United States. And so they spend the week celebrating and making teachers' lives somewhat miserable. Um, and parents. And parents. Uh, but it's a good time. So my wife did the planning. She said, we want to keep it kind of low key. We're just going to have three days where there's dress up of some good sort. For her. And uh, here are the activities. Put it all in this list. Sent it out to the teachers. Uh, The Friday before, talking to the teachers, they had no idea what was going on. She said, well, you know, read the email, right? Like we gave it to you. I told her this week, next year, give the teachers the option. I can send you an email and you can read it. Or we can have a 45-minute meeting where I explain it all to you. What would you like? (laughs) And I said, or you do it this way, you send out the email, say, those of you that pass the quiz to Google form, Google quiz, you don't have to come to the meeting. Right. You got to read it to know like it's going to be a quiz on the material. Um,
0: The worst students are teachers.
1: They really are. But um, (laughs) last Friday, uh, around one o'clock, we're doing a spelling bee and I go into the office and the nurse's area says, hey, I got your son. My youngest son wasn't feeling too well. So I left on Friday, took my son home. I stayed home with him Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So I didn't have to deal with any of this stuff this week. Yeah. and then best uh, week
2: to to miss.
1: Got back to school on (laughs) Thursday, and then my daughter stayed home sick on Friday.
2: Nice. So, yeah, it was great. So now you've got 40 hours of uh, makeup and... Grading and uh, sub plans and all of that to fix.
1: When I got to school on Thursday, I explained to some of the students, hey, I'm kind of catching up. I need you guys just to not cause me a problem for 40 minutes. (laughs) I had another set of students come in, some eighth grade girls, and I I looked at one of them and I said, "Uh, you're going to need to explain why I had to uh, reply to an email that you were laying on the floor during my class when the sub was here. And she said, Well, no. I said, No, 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 no. Like, that's not going to happen. Try again. Just, <laughs> oh. I just had that, like, straight face. I'm usually very amicable, like, Hey, what's going on? Laughing, smiling, all that. I'm just like, No. No. I'm. If there's I'm one mad thing I know you. about
0: you, is you're Mr. Gregarious. So.
2: <laughs> and I'll look that word up real quick.
0: <laughs> so good week uh what about you yeah, sounds like a good week well you know it's interesting um there's a show on history channel called alone i don't know if you guys have ever seen great it. show love it it is a, i love it absolutely love it so i'm watching season nine right now and the, the premise of the show is 10 people are dropped off in the arctic um and they are totally alone. So each person is in their own individual spot. They have to survive for as long as they can. Last man standing wins. Half and they're a like dollars. miles
2: apart with no no chance of running into another person.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So now- they are totally alone. They're allowed to bring ten pieces of equipment or tools that they can use to build a shelter, fire, hunt, fish, all that stuff. That's the premise of the show, and I love watching it. So I'm watching the most recent season, season nine. And our kids are, you know, are often in the room when it's on. And so my daughter, she's like, well, what's happening here? I'm like, well, they're, the, the person is cleaning the animal. So they have to open it up and remove the, the guts out so that the meat doesn't go bad. And so they don't get sick. And, and she goes, so they had to kill the animal. Like, yeah, they killed the animal. And, and this is what they have to do to, to make sure they can keep the food and all that stuff. So yesterday... I'm just sitting down watching TV and I get up and, and then I walk over um, cause I'm about to go for a walk and I walk by my daughter uh, and son and they're playing and they've got these Halloween costumes that they had from this past Halloween, their Minecraft costumes. And one of them looks like a a person, like a Minecraft person. And so then and they, they take like a bunch of, um, like sheets or another piece of clothing And like stuffing it into him And so then my daughter goes She takes like a Minecraft Sword and like Kills it and then she starts Pretend cutting it open She's Marcus we have to remove the guts Or the meat's going to go bad And I'm like I go to my wife and go they're field dressing Steve Like <laughs> And And my daughter's like I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, Well, I got to get the guts out, Dad. The meat's going to go bad. I'm like, yeah, that's true. She goes, This is just life. That's how you got to survive. I'm like, Yeah, that's true. So, anyway, straight facts. That was a fun, straight hey, facts. I don't feel bad about them watching the show because she learned some valuable life lessons. We might want to get her something other than, you know, something that looks like a human to, to feel dressed next time, but we'll, uh,
2: You know what that made me think of is, um, shout out to Josh Jones, who was a doomsday prepper before it was cool. He's had a plan for years as, you you know, hey, if things go down, he's got a spot, he's got an escape plan, he knows Mm -hmm. everything, ready to go, probably has a go bag. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, yeah, his his Toyota 4Runner is ready to go at
0: all times, (laughs) full of... (laughs) camping equipment and tools and just yeah he's always not ready. a bad
2: guy to know if things go down
0: no things are in a pinch you go to i remember gosh we're getting off track when we argued about if the zombie apocalypse hit and i'm like well i would go to the old renaissance <laughs> fair east east of uh, Phoenix because they've got all these buildings set up and Josh like that's a terrible idea there's There's no no, water there there's no groundwater there how are you gonna get water Jake you can't get water (laughs) no we're going up to Payson okay Josh
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was always well thought through yeah they've got uh, you
1: know endless ale right yeah
2: Mm. yeah no yeah yeah, hydrated that way there you go Mm -hmm.
0: yeah
1: Uh, uh, My
0: reasoning was because the Renaissance Fair had a low wall, so it was defensible. Like, there's only so many points of entrance, but he said that was because there's no running water. And he's right. There's no running water out there. (laughs) You have to dig a very deep well. Are you sure they
1: don't have plumbing?
0: I can't imagine. They have a well dug. I think they ship everything in.
2: Yeah yeah it's seasonal i mean it, they don't it's a ghost down there outside of those six weeks or whatever i don't think that they use it for any other events or anything and i think it's probably because they have to ship water in yeah hmm. but so, the beer anyways,
0: always flows the beer always flows that's the, they have, the
1: they ground beer that's what they have <laughs> they have it's, a, it's, a it's well a beers, and our tea, really beer.
0: and artisanal beer spring <laughs> Just flows out by the tournament grounds. Is this, it's really is this mineral
1: beer? It is. Yeah, <laughs> it's better than that purified stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, All what's right, for enlightenment time.
0: Too. Yeah, let's let's do this. Rollie. So we've got two play in games, uh, and then we've got our our regular matches. So we'll do the play ins, and then we'll do the first round tonight. Correct? That's the plan. Uh Yes Okay So for our plan So the the system is I I have a series of Question scenarios I will randomly pick one We will discuss it See how each bro pairing matches up And um, First team Or first bros To in this case there's So first to five points Moves on to the next round so it could be anywhere from uh, two to three questions that get asked per matchup. So with that said, you guys ready? Yeah, let's do it. All I right. Do,
1: uh, Sam and Frodo versus uh, Henry the Second and Thomas of Beckett.
0: The, and this, yeah. Awesome. Good matchup. So Sam and Frodo real quick. Obviously we know them from Lord of the Rings fame. Uh, played by Elijah Wood and Sean Astin. So, so are, they, we, are
1: we basing this on the, the cinema characters or on the... Uh... Well,
0: I'm just saying the most popular reference that they, people would know is. I, okay. Unless, you know, there's a bunch of diehard book readers. But uh, Frodo is the ring bearer. He's got to take the ring to Mount Doom in Mordor and drop it in. Samwise Gamgee is his best friend. And... Uh, even when the fellowship breaks up, Sam and Frodo stick together. Uh, there is a, a bit of a betrayal there towards the end, but they they make things work and uh, and save Middle Earth by getting the ring thrown into Mount Doom. Meanwhile, Henry II and Thomas Beckett. So Henry II was one of the Plantagenet kings of England. Thomas Beckett was one of his drinking buddies early on. And then he got named... Um, Sorry, I'm doing this from memory, not my notes, but I believe Thomas Beckett was named to the Archbishop of Canterbury. And once he became Archbishop Canterbury, became very like serious about his job. So like before this, they were like drinking buddies. They go carousing, have a you know a ton of fun. And then before that, and then after that, he was named this position because that's where Henry put him so that he could have more control over the church affairs as well as the state affairs. Um Thomas Beckett became very serious about his job and started opposing Henry. He was ex- exiled to France briefly and then came back and uh, was eventually executed. So, this was a bromance that did not stand the test of time. So, um, correct. But for me if for I'm a long wrong. time, they were very, very
1: close. Yeah. An Archbishop is a member of the clergy, correct? Mm
0: hmm.
1: So, was Thomas Beckett a member of the clergy prior to being named Archbishop?
0: I, 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 I honestly, I think he was like chancellor of the exchequer first, and then Henry like um, got him named to Archbishop of Canterbury, and he kind of wanted him to hold both positions, so that his chancellor was also an archbishop, and so he could control, um, church and state basically. And I think what happened was Thomas Beckett gave up his position as chancellor of the exchequer and just. Became the archbishop. And so Henry lost his leverage over the church affairs. But if you're asking me, do you have to be a member of the clergy? I doubt it. I'm pretty sure this is just when you could just sell titles to nobles or bishoprics to nobles.
1: Good old so, days.
0: Yeah, back when, back when the transactions were more honest.
1: <laughs> All
0: right, so we got our first matchup here. Let's uh, look at the question. Got a random number generator, number 12. <laughs> okay. Um, The house party is hopping The tunes are pumping The dance moves are on fire And there's love in the air The only problem is that Kyle The guy responsible for bringing the keg Totally blew it And just brought a couple bottles of Sailor Jerry And a six pack of Zima So we need to do a beer run <laughs> Who do you pick to do your beer run? Henry II and Thomas Beckett Or Samwise Gamgee and Frodo Baggins Who's going to get the beer? Who's going to be able to go out to the, the liquor store late at night in the middle of winter and and get the beer back so the
2: party keeps going. I mean, to me, this is this is a no brainer. If okay. if I were to pick any two guys in the entire bracket to go on a journey together, where there's <laughs> a there's a clear objective, I'm mm-hmm. going to send Sam and Frodo. It's not even close.
0: Yeah, I'm leaning that way too. I'm leaning that, okay,
1: why why do you disagree here? So Don't it overthink was, it. If it was like Mary and Pippin, absolutely. Like, you give uh-huh. them an objective that is, you know, not world-altering. Um, Mary and Pippin can handle it. Like, go go get the, uh, you know, go get the, the pouch of tobacco or go get the beer. Mary and Pippin would take care of it. Sam and Frodo are more like... Is it really important? Because if it's not really important, what oh, do you think? Do you think foot.
0: they're at the party?
1: Or do you think they're at the party
0: just talking about that one time they saved the entire world?
1: Yeah, yeah. And they're like, "Oh, shut up!" <laughs> and Mary and are like, "We're going to go get beer. You guys tell the story again. We've heard it." Okay. Um, but that okay.
0: That tells you why Sam and Frodo shouldn't. But why would Henry the Second and Thomas Beckett I mean, be better?
1: I don't know too many details, but you said they were kind of carousers, drinking buddies. Yeah, they were
0: drinking buddies back in the day.
1: So I'd say Henry and Beckett. I mean, one is the King be, of England, so he's probably got resources. The best drinking buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm going Henry and Beckett for
2: this one. Have Have you okay. ever been to a party where you run out of beer? <laughs> I, like that I is a. Can't
1: we're just going to end it. Have you ever been to a party?
2: Period. <laughs> <Loser>. Ever, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> Answer the question, Hoffman. That that is a pretty mind blowing, world altering issue. It can be devastating. It can. It can. Yeah. And lives are in the balance. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna respectfully disagree with you. I think it's a an easy choice. But hey, I agree with Cameron. I'm, I'm going. I'm going Samwise
0: and Frodo yeah. on this yes. one. So we're two to one. So I
1: have I have a story about uh, beer. <laughs> Um, it was Shoot, recounted to by my my parents <laughs> is that when I was very young, uh, my dad was having some friends over to watch the Super Bowl, and he asked my mom, <clears throat> you know, this is before cell phones, before all that, he says, Hey, could you get some beer for this little Super Bowl party? You know, I've got a handful of guys coming over. She said, Sure, as she came home with a six pack. <sighs> <laughs> one for each guy. Yeah, one six pack of
0: beer. <laughs> Good stuff. Good oh stuff. man! All right. She did that on purpose. That wasn't. That was not an act. She knew what she was doing. <laughs> okay, I'll go
1: back out again if I need to. I yeah.
0: She had to keep old Harrison Ford Hoffman in line. Didn't want him getting <laughs> too crazy. <laughs> All right. Next question. So we're up two to one. Salmon Frodo. Next question. Number five. Um, okay. Uh, the eulogy. So mm. who do you think would give a better eulogy at your funeral? Sam wise and Frodo or Henry the second and Thomas Beckett.
2: So just for clarity, they're giving my eul- eulogy at my, yeah, you guys, you part of their, yeah, you're part of their
0: friends. Group, okay. and they're doing a team eulogy. Hmm. Okay, because obviously your wife can't do it.
2: That's out of the question. Obviously, yeah. Couldn't this is, couldn't this put is the words too together. too devastated. Um. Let's see. You know, there there are a couple of things that bring men together, like like nothing else. One Uh of them is being drinking buddies yeah, and the other is, is hunting. It's what we're made to do. You know, we're traipsing around the countryside chasing after animals. You know, it's, it's the, you know, the thrill of the hunt. There's going to be some big time male bonding in a scenario like that. So who better to give my eulogy than Henry and Beckett.
0: Okay. Eric, do you have any thoughts?
1: No, not really. I, no, I'm sure I question. He says that. No, and then he'll go mm. on for five minutes.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't, but...
1: <laughs> Let me tell you what did pop in my head.
0: <laughs> That's a thought, Eric. That's what that is.
1: My only evidence, because I've never read any of Henry or Beckett's writings, mm-hmm. I, I don't know enough about them, but... I've read The Lord of the Rings, and I've seen Sam and Frodo on screen. They seem pretty loquacious when it comes to their feelings. So I might entrust this to them. Won't be long. Won't be like a 20-minute eulogy, but they'll give you three minutes of just truth. Just good content,
2: yeah. Okay. I like that. It's a good answer.
1: Uh,
0: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Henry and Thomas because if Thomas is the chancellor, um, or he's the Archbishop of Canterbury, I think he's gonna know how to hit all the right notes mm. and uh, eulogize me quite well. So that, that's where I'm going with is uh, Thomas Beckett. All right, does that knot it up? Yeah, I'm not a going to sudden death here. All right. It's a big one. Let's see. <laughs> one phone call. All right. You were driving home from dinner with a group of friends when you see the cherries and berries of a police cruiser light up behind you. <laughs> After telling them with perfect clarity that you are totally sober, even though you may have had a drink or two, you find yourself in the local hoosegow for the duration of the night. Who's your one phone call to bail you out? And so they've got to come, pay your bail, and get you home.
1: Yeah, that's going to be Sam and Frodo, because uh, Henry and Beckett, two separate ways by the end. Mm. Sam and Frodo Mm. stuck to it to the end.
0: Yeah. And again, it's a journey not too dissimilar from a... It's like an opposite beer run. Yeah. (laughs) Now they're coming to help you. (laughs) Because...
2: <laughs> Cameron, do you have any thoughts? Uh, you know, um, I, I I'll go with Eric's. I don't have any pushback to that. Um, Sam and Frodo, they're they always stuck together, and I I need them in a in a pinch. They're my guys. Yeah, I agree. I'd go with Sam
0: and Frodo too. So that takes it. Go. Winning the play in Sam and Frodo we are going to go up against another great fictional bromance, Kirk and Spock. All right. Um, let's do our second play-in game. Howard Cosell and Muhammad <laughs> Ali, the greatest, versus Mario and Luigi.
1: Mario!
0: Actual <laughs> brothers. Well, fictional, but actually fictional. Brothers. actual, actual fictional, brothers. Fictional. Actual brothers. Fictional, actual brothers. Real fake <laughs> brothers. All right. <laughs> So let's see how this goes. One of the greatest sportscasters of all time, uh, paired up with arguably the greatest boxer of all time versus two video game characters that have spawned probably the most successful video game series ever. All right. let's see what you get. First question. <laughs> the neighbors. So you and your wife just had your first baby beautiful baby girl you would do anything for however just as you get your home get home from the hospital you find out a fraternity moved in next door and they are hell-bent on throwing wild parties and making your life with your bundle of joy miserable the only way to get them to leave is for you and your wife and your two best bros to befriend infiltrate and then destroy this fraternity from within who's in howard cosell and muhammad ali or mario and luigi Right off the bat, Mario and Luigi are sneaky because they can get in pipes, so I don't know if that helps mm, play okay, your fine. answer one way or another. But
1: uh, Just, just uh, get in the pipes <laughs> and get over that fraternity.
0: So you got that going for you.
2: I, I feel like if I send Mario and Luigi over there, things are going to get worse. The, the party's <laughs> going to get louder. Um, they're going to known be- for their ragers. <laughs> well, you know, they seem very distractible. They do, yeah. They they like to have a good yeah. time. You know, something might get lit on fire, and then it's a whole thing. Then you got fire department coming and sirens yeah. and babies can be. Awake. I mean,
0: Mario and Luigi can literally shoot fireballs if they get a flower. You know, right, right. And we know what happens when they eat mushrooms; they get gigantic. <laughs> so you're you're not wrong. It could be problematic. It's He's getting Mario and the sideways. In yeah. yeah, He can
2: Cosell and Ali, I, I think that's the the right choice here. They're going to go over there. They're going to smooth talk them. You know, might give them a little one-two shuffle and um, mm-hmm. things. Do they get a little bit lippy? You know, it, it, they've got the best of both worlds. Cosell, yeah, and Ali. I agree.
1: I don't think those two are playing games. Uh, they they're not messing around.
2: No, oh. so they're going to go over the guns blazing. They're not going to try to charm it first, and then... No, I just... They're, gets...
1: they're they're not going to get off task. They're not oh, going right. to get distracted from the objective.
2: Good call. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I agree. I think Ali, especially, was like a master manipulator. Mm-hmm. Like, like, the stuff he did to his opponents, like, uh, was it Sonny Liston? It was after he changed his name from Cassius Clay to Muhammad Ali. And I think it was Liston that said, oh, I'm not calling you Muhammad Ali. I'm going to call you Mm -hmm. Cassius. And then Ali just wrecked him. He said, say my name. Like, as he's laying on the mat. Stood over him. You know, George Foreman when he did the rope-a-dope. And then, like, I've seen so many of his interviews. And he's just like, you could never catch the guy off. Like, he was never one to be... Taken aback by a difficult question, he was incredible. And yeah. Howard Cosell is the reason Monday Night Football is what it is today. Like he was the first color commentator from Honey Night Football, mm-hmm. and he's just incredible. Yeah, so I agree. I think Ali and Cosell take that one pretty handily.
1: So I have a question about boxing and fighting. I guess. Yeah is is there is there like an unbroken chain like, from one fighter to, like, Conor McGregor, right? Like, Conor McGregor fought this guy, who also fought this guy, who also fought oh. this guy before. I'm like, I wonder if there's, like, an unbroken chain of fighters. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's multiple. But I'm just wondering, like, because you said Muhammad Ali, he fought George Foreman?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Right? And that was probably when George Foreman was fairly young.
2: George Foreman was the champion. Yeah, in the like mid seventies, I think, was the yeah. right he in the it, jungle. Oh, and he took when it back. did George Foreman stopped fighting? Late nineties, probably. Late nineties, yeah. He retired,
0: really? and then he made. Yeah, he retired. He did. Throughout Jeez, throughout the seventies, and then I think he came back in the late eighties, early nineties, and boxed yeah. again, like, won who the championship. Did he fight I, again. I think
2: he boxed in his fifties. Actually, did he ever fight yeah. Tyson? No, I don't I'm think so. i or did he ever
1: fight. Uh,
2: Holyfield, maybe?
1: Evander Holyfield, who fought Mike Tyson, who fought, you know, just kind of, what's that? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Was there ever a time where the title was vacated and nobody held that is basically what you're asking? Right?
2: Yeah. Holyfield fought. what you're trying to say. Fought. uh, I I guess.
1: More just that, like...
2: like, I mean, in general, I don't think you're right. you're I don't think you're going treatment. out too much on a on a limb there. I mean six degrees yeah. of separation. you can play that game with a lot of yeah. athletes, let alone boxers yeah I, I don't know I, I mean about in general proxy. you're
0: right, like whoever the champ is, the next thing is to find who the next contender is, the number one contender to challenge yeah. the champ for the title. so mm. in general, I'm sure there's moments where there was points where nobody held the belt like a guy retired and nobody held it. So you had to have two new challengers fight for it. But in general, yeah. You know, Hmm. uh, uh, Joe Frazier and Ali fought three times. Frazier won once. Ali won twice. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and whoever won retained the belt and then just moved on. It's a pretty cool. Yeah. it, It goes back to like Rocky Marciano, who was a heavyweight champion back in like, The 30s or 40s, more like undefeated heavyweight, the great heavyweight fighter of the 80s. Obviously, after he defeated Apollo Creed. But
2: Mm -hmm. but so
1: here would be the question: Like, could you could you trace these boxers back to like John Sullivan?
2: Mm. Sure.
1: Like, is there is there a fight chain that like well the sport changed with
0: John Sullivan because Sullivan I think was the last bare knuckle boxer.
2: Well, but, we but talked about had, on a previous episode. Uh, Sullivan fought like a hundred guys. I mean, his his record must have been. But did know, he fight somebody in five?
1: Who went on to continue fighting and you know just created like a, a well like a there's multiple
0: treat. belts. So like there's mul- there's I think it's, there's like the WBA. There's like two or three circuits of mm-hmm. boxing, and then at certain times there will be a unified champion who holds all three of the belts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in, to your question, yeah, that generally with with very with some gaps, it just keeps going back. You can mm. trace who that belt holder is all the way back to the inception of that belt, and it's almost always because the champ got beat, and then it went mm. to the guy that beat the champ. So, yeah, fascinating. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right. uh, next question it's, all right. Mario and Luigi are in a deep hole right now Let's see what they can do Okay Okay Triathlon Ooh. Ah. We are competing in a three man Relay style triathlon In beautiful Rocky Point, Mexico After a day And night of copious amounts of <laughs> sun Heavy drinking and all the hot fresh tortillas You could ever want it is now the morning of the competition. Which bros do you want to help you c- over the finish line? Each person takes one segment, running, swimming, and biking. So, you know, Eric, you would have to do biking. And then Cosell and Ali would have to do running or swimming,
1: <laughs> theoretically. Uh. Okay, well, I'll take biking. I'm going to let Mario run and Luigi swim. Okay. Luigi has length, so I think swimming works for him. okay He's got's got that swimmer's body. <laughs> I've seen him run without flagging for hours on end. yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. Since they're digital they tend not to get tired so okay Mario and Luigi it is
2: yeah um, I would have to do the swimming leg. Because Mario and Luigi, the if they swimming. fall yeah. into water. You know, they they die. They, you know, <laughs> they, depending it, on it,
0: what point. game you're playing, they do die. Yeah, yeah. That's true. I
2: mean, I'm I'm thinking the original one. You know, they fall yeah. off the platform and into the water. They're dead. So I would clearly <laughs> have to do the swim. Um <laughs> that's true. You know, the the bike and run. Yeah, they're they're going to be great runners. I don't know if I can trust Mario and Luigi on a bike, whereas Ali and oh, Cosell. Hey, listen,
1: we're not going to bring Italian stereotypes into this, Cameron, okay?
2: Well, l- <laughs> stereotypes aside, Eric, who brought it up? Jeez. It's it's 2023, Eric. Take it easy. I, I'm just saying, have you ever seen Mario and Luigi on a bike? So That's, I mean, that's true. I've seen to do a lot. haven't seen Two him. of the three legs they're going to have a real problem with. So, I mean, just there He's got those short little legs. Exactly. He's more of a sprinter. So, we're going, (laughs) we're going Cosell and Ali. Okay. Yeah.
1: We're going to hear about it from this episode. That's just.
0: Cosell is absolutely (laughs) your weak leg in this. So,
1: did you go Cosell and Ali?
2: I did. Okay. Cosell can ride the bike, the bike's the easy leg. That's the one I chose. (laughs) You <laughs> <He> would. <laughs>
1: All
0: right. Uh, gosh. All right. So I'm looking at would go sell. I guess it depends on when you pick him because he did serve in the army during World War II. Uh. But even then, I'm guessing he was like.
2: He was a desk jockey.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, watch. I'm going to find out. Like he heard or earned like a front star or something. But anyway, um,
1: (laughs) by by running 24 miles back to the front line (laughs) (laughs) or or swimming it
0: before swimming across the English channel.
1: But um,
2: gosh, drop some Cosell comments in the in the highlights. Ali is so
0: good. He might make up for how bad Howard Cosell would be. I'm going to do the swimming leg. You're going to swim? That's what I did. That was my best segment when I did the triathlon at Rocky Point. It <laughs> was my swim. I actually swam faster than Jeff did. And it took me like seven hours to finish the bike portion. But well, we don't need to talk about that. And the run was just an absolute train wreck. But my swim, because I trained with you. That's why.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're in shape for that. So
0: I would do the swim. I think... I'd probably put, I'd probably put Ali on the run, and Howard Cosell could take a nice leisurely bike ride, uh, for twenty four miles. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, that's a that.
2: God, that's Cosell. what I'm doing. Yeah,
0: Howard Cosell and Ali. All
2: right, that that's it. That takes it. Mm. That was a well reasoned matchup, though. It worked that was out a well. Fun one. Oh,
0: good, <laughs> Mario. He can't swim. He'll just drown. That's true. All right. So Ali and Cosell take it. All right. So now we're in our first round. Our play-ins are done. We got a fictional matchup here. Kirk and Spock. James, Tiberius, Kirk. Versus, I don't know if Spock has any other names. And uh, Samwise and Frodo. I like how you have it as Sam and Frodo, not Frodo and Sam, when Frodo's ostensibly the hero of the story. No, but I,
1: we know it was Sam who did the work. Sam was the real hero.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's see what question we get. Uh, that's the same question. Dang it. I pick a different one. There we go. Okay. I think this might be a little one-sided, but that's okay. It's the question. Uh, You are at your local watering hole chatting it up with your bros when some swizzle stick named Skeeter comes up to you with his cronies, dumps a beer on your head, and says, I don't like your face. Now, before you give Skeeter a free nose job, who's going to back you in this bar fight? Samwise Gamgee and Frodo Baggins or Kirk and Spock? Hmm. Kirk is always down for a fight.
1: Yeah, he's a bit of a hothead. Yeah, he's ready to roll. I could certainly take Spock, uh, Kirk. Not sure Spock would join in. Sam and Frodo mm. would back me up, but they're like three and a half feet tall, so it might not be very helpful. I to be fair, they did fight ring rates. No, that's true.
0: And orcs, <laughs> no, so they're, no, they're not.
1: Sam Sam fought ring rates. Frodo crumpled to the floor. Well, yeah, failed. he got
0: stabbed by the Witch King. That's true.
1: Sam did fight.
0: Shelob, the giant spider And they were trained By Boromir So they got some skills I know they're small yeah. They got some skills
1: I now, think Kirk, we've had this This question before, right? With the, you know, who's in your five And, mm-hmm. uh yeah,
2: This is similar You know, historically, I'm definitely having five vibes right now the spot I will say this the, uh, Martin Luther vibe mm-hmm. yes. And She's Vulcans Talk him to death
0: I think are two to three times, but they're actually much stronger than the average human. Hmm. So if they need to fight, they'll probably be really good at it. I mean, he's going to be... Vulcan pinch, the Vulcan nerve pinch, whatever it is.
1: Yeah. Oh. Mind meld. I mean, Spock's got some skills. That's true. Hmm. Yeah, I think Kirk and Spock are going to be handling this for me. Sam and Frodo are great if they're cornered, mm-hmm.
2: but okay. this isn't cornered. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to picture, you know, a, a bar setting and, you know, it's, it's not just a, an issue of who's the toughest guy. It's the most resourceful. It's the most crazy. It's the most like, what has this guy been through? Sam and Frodo have seen some things in their travels throughout Middle Earth. Um, Sam and Frodo, man, they're they're they got a puncher's chance. I think they're a little bit crazy. I think they have, you know, the resourcefulness to just figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going Sam and Frodo. I, I can't tell you a good reason. I just hey. David
0: and with your gut. God, I'm torn. I'm torn on this one. I feel like I want to pick Sam and Frodo, but I think if you can give Spock a logical reason to get mm. into a bar fight, he's going to mop the floor with these guys. Kirk's already fighting. It doesn't matter. He's already he's already swinging. Spock might need some convincing. Good call. I don't know. That's the thing. I don't I think Spock the reason I can't pick Kirk and Spock is I think Spock would be like, Yeah, well, this is humans, they're so emotional, and they do just kind of finish drinking his beer. Whereas I think Sam and Frodo would be ready to more ready to rumble to to defend their friend. So I'm gonna go Sam and Frodo. That was tougher than I thought it would be.
2: All right. All right. That is not how I would end up That question, I would not predicted that. That's why they play the games.
0: That's that's why they play. You never know. All right, Uh, bachelor party. So you just got engaged before you walk down the aisle. You and your boys are going to have one last bash to send to celebrate your pending nuptials. Who do you choose to plan your bachelor party? Kirk and Spock, or Sam and Frodo?
1: So I'm going to add Mary and Pippin to the next bracket because they're going to dominate. <laughs> okay. Uh, God, this one's tricky, the,
0: though. I'll go. I think Kirk and Spock. That's who I'm picking on this one. I, I think Kirk He's got the right mentality. He's got that Shatner-esque mentality for a good bachelor party. And I think even though Spock's going to be kind of a stick in the mud, he's going to plan everything really well and he's mm-hmm. going to learn something about humans and why we're not as uh, crude and simple as he thought we were as a result of it. So it's going to be a big learning experience for him.
1: But the bachelor party is going to prove that we're not crude and simple? Yeah. yeah
0: he's going to learn a lot about love and friendship and trust. Okay? <sighs> He's going to learn a lot. It's going to be good. Kirk and Spock. I'm going Kirk and Spock.
2: <sighs> I, I think Kirk and Spock, um, you know, you never know at the beginning of the night on a pastor party where you're going to end up. And yeah. what about, you know, going back to the spaceship and, and drinking a little bit? I think would be pretty cool. Um. You know, maybe get turned around in space somewhere. It, what's What makes for a better story? Hey, we got take lost. The, we had a hard time getting back to the ride. hotel. Or yeah. did we go around the galaxy in the Enterprise?
1: Well, hold on, hold on. Sam and Frodo are not just like getting lost on the way back to the hotel. <laughs> you're ending up climbing a mountain. You're going through some caves.
2: You're fighting orcs. I mean, there's some highlights elves. there.
0: Uh, I mean, there's Lothlorien, there's Rivendell. I mean, there's a few good battles. Places.
2: Is yeah. is the bachelor party in, in Middle Earth or is it in Phoenix, Arizona?
0: I mean, that's well, you're putting it in open space. to interpretation.
2: Yeah. Well, they had to fly the spaceship to get to the bachelor. They party. They had to fly the spaceship to Bakersfield, area. Yeah, show some, to pick show you respect. up. It's the <laughs> USS Enterprise. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
1: Not a big fan C- of the C- show NCC 1701 D Oh D was the uh yeah. <laughs> <Some> respect
0: Anyway <laughs>
1: I, I, How you want
0: to interpret that If you want to do it You know Here in present day Earth If you want to go to Middle Earth I don't care Whatever works best for you Let's assume you can Dimension shift on this one
1: I, just, just for the fact of party in Middle Earth I'm going Sam and Frodo Okay wow. That's enough for me
0: so is that the that's the end of the second question? No, we got one. I voted Kirk and Spock.
2: I Cameron, said Kirk and vote? Spock as well because of the Enterprise. It all right, be three, so it's three. all not
0: yeah. three yeah, three. it's all, all right. Final question. Oh man, this is these are harder than I thought they would be. <laughs> okay, so I, this is one I added to my list tonight <laughs> after so. After taking some night classes in business management, you find yourself the manager of an up-and-coming WWE tag team pair. Even better, to do all those skill to use all those skills you picked up in class, you've found your team at this year's WrestleMania. Which bros are you picking to win the belt under your wise guidance? Caveat: The bros you pick will wrestle the bros you do not pick, and they either have to win by pinning the other team or throwing them out of the ring for 10 seconds. Also, you need to pick a name for your tag team.
2: Okay. You, you threw me when I had to go to business school in order to be a manager <laughs> for a WWE tag team. That's yeah. the, the question's flawed. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you took some night classes. It's more like you took night classes at uh, the, sh- the college from community. Yeah, so, <laughs> Greendale like Community, Zhang Community is College. Teaching, yeah, not, yeah, not. Senior <laughs> so Chang. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. But regardless, you've got to pick two guys to win this year's WrestleMania, and they have to wrestle against the two you don't pick, and
2: you got to pick their name, tag team name. Hmm. Well, I mean, they've got a signature move in the Vulcan Death Death Grip. Obviously. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. Easily marketable. Um, Spock's got a pretty good shtick there. You know, he can kind of get in the center of the ring and do his mind control stuff, um, which is again a devastating move. So I think they're going to clearly win. Um, now, what do I call him? I ugh. I'm bad at this. Um, okay. Yeah, I I don't know. I'll I'll defer to you, Jake, on on names. But uh, yeah, I think I think they're my pick.
1: Okay.
0: Eric, you got some thoughts here?
1: I'm going with Kirk and Spock, and their team name is Set to Stun.
2: Ooh, mm, nice.
0: Any oh, other could. reason why, other than that, that's a great name?
1: Because, you know, set phasers to stun.
0: Yeah. That's a great name. You think they beat Sam and Frodo in the ring?
1: Yeah, and they they could throw them far enough away that they wouldn't be able to well, get Sam back Sam and Frodo time. got
0: that low center of gravity.
1: <laughs> well, it's it doesn't shoot. matter where the, the center the of gravity is. If you can pick them up and toss them. Okay, well. Aragorn could <laughs> toss them across a the cavern. Yeah, chasm. that's fine. <laughs> All right, well, I want it known I'm
0: picking Sam and Frodo, even though they're not winning.
1: And what's their name?
0: The Hungry Hungry Hobbits. <laughs> that's
1: good.
0: That's it's good. almost enough to overturn you know, results. Frodo can literally disappear. It's hard to throw him out of the ring if you can't be found. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah,
2: hungry, hungry hobbits. That's good. <laughs> Whatever.
0: All right. Not happy that Sam and Frodo got knocked out, but questions are the questions.
2: Well, and the, um, the number one seed moves on there. You know, yeah, the, the, the ratings get to stay intact. CBS isn't going to cancel us because yeah, we the need sports our number book one. Seed. Isn't upset.
0: Exactly. So we're, we're. It's the right move. I understand. Okay. So, this is a sports heavy bracket. Mm. Duncan and Pop possibly one of the greatest coach player uh relationships in at least basketball history. And then Madden and Summerall, my f- absolute favorite football uh booth team that oh, I've yeah. ever
2: seen. It's not close. And I,
0: Yeah, I know Tony Romo's doing Impartial Tony Romo's to... doing some great things, but Madden and Summerall are the pinnacle I'm
1: really partial to Chris Collinsworth
0: guy Are you saying a... that to
1: Yes I am I cannot stand him And hey, do you realize he has a son named Jack Aaron Rodgers And it's spelled yeah, J-A-C Yeah that's Oh isn't he line. like a sideline guy Yeah come on yeah. Why'd you do that
0: Well because Chris is spelled C-R-I-S Isn't it
1: yeah, his name is spelled wrong too.
0: Yeah, well, there
2: it's a family tradition. Can't trust the people with misspelled names. I have a rule about that.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's your rule. You just that's did you rule. know a guy that had a weirdly spelled them. name?
2: <laughs> I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of uh, misspelled names out there. I think it's a teacher. There were misspelled names out there, and I just. Do you know a guy
0: named Kevin that spelled it with a C or like I just It's
2: Kevin with
1: a
0: (laughs) PH. I don't trust that guy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Keffy Dean. Oh my gosh, no way. You
0: guys
1: have been in
2: enough classrooms over the years with kids with weird names that it just it makes you cringe. Every That's time awesome. you say it out loud,
0: I turn in my homework, Mr. Layman. Yeah, sure you did. <laughs> Kevin.
1: <laughs> F again, Kevin, with a PH. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what about the teachers that just pronounce the names wrong? And I'm thinking. Hey, Aaron? Keita. Keita? That's <laughs> not how it's pronounced. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> D nice? Do you
0: mean D nice? <laughs> That's it. Go see your principal. Oh, shag Hennessy. You mean Shaughnessy. <laughs> <laughs> Insubordinate and churlish. All right. You've got on. nothing so, on us. Sports on sports. Um, Duncan and Pop versus Madden and Summerall. And here's the question. You and your bros. So you and whatever pair of these two you want. Decide to open up a restaurant because Gordon Ramsey just makes it look so dang easy. Who do you choose to be your partners? Which one is the server? Which one is the cook and which one is the host? So you have to pick one of these roles, server, cook, and host. Mm. Um, who do you pick Madden and Summerall or Duncan and pop?
2: I'm going to keep Duncan away from the customers as much as possible. <laughs> That's smart. He's in That's the smart. back. He's flipping burgers. I don't yeah. want him to see the light of day. Yeah, he's um, got
0: great fundamentals, but
2: yeah. terrible stage presence. He's very... Pop's on the all-interview team every year, so he's going to be tending the bar. Um, okay, so that's your server. Duncan's your cook, so that puts you at host? Yeah, I'll be the host. Okay. I, can, I can smile and shake hands. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, I think Duncan and Pop are, are my uh, partners. Duncan, okay. Duncan's duncan got deep pockets, made a lot of money in his career, but he needs to be nowhere near the customers.
1: I, I really like this pick, <laughs> but I really feel... Are you just not picking Duncan and Pop because of them being Spurs? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I love this pick. And, and part of me wants to put Popovich in the kitchen, you know, because that's where he's going to be able to just rip people apart. No mm, issue. Cool. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> Duncan, uh, you know, server slash busboy is just about right. Not going to drop many dishes, but server's going to be checked. I'll have to be the host.
2: So you're but going to so you're gonna put Duncan waiting tables.
1: I mean, waiting tables slash busboy. I... <laughs> I think Eric or...
0: just wants to see Tim Duncan as a busboy. I think that's <laughs> what it's coming down to. You got me there.
1: But I just like Popovich <laughs> in the kitchen. It's
2: just, you make a good point, but it falls apart with, uh, with Duncan out Yeah, it out does, front. but...
1: Um, Popovich just... I, Duncan's not the thing here. Popovich is the part that I'm really enjoying. He'd be a fine host, but you'd only get a few... Conversation pieces at him as a yeah. server, okay, he'd be okay, but he could be a little too terse, might turn people off. As a chef, he can be himself. He can put all the sous chefs in their place. You know, when somebody asks a stupid question in the kitchen, oh, this is
0: like a fine dining restaurant. you won't up, do it again. chefs, <laughs> yeah,
1: and uh you know, Duncan, he can just be like, "How many?" That's four. I can count to four right over here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like. I can count to 4. And the server.
2: Okay, that's okay. that's better rolls. There you go. All
0: right. So anyway, you're doing Dunkin' and Pop. I guess I'm the odd man out. I'm picking Madden in Summerall. I I for whatever. I thought it was going to be a sweep. Um I, I the, the restaurant's called Turduckens, obviously. Oh, and uh Madden just serves one thing. Yeah, Madden's love of food. Every time him and Summerall would go to Green Bay, he would go out like at Lambeau and tailgate and just like mow down on bratwurst. So, he's my host. I I forgot he's to say this. Meet to you. You at the... Okay.
1: I it, it just I there's no other place to put this. I saw a tweet with a picture today and a person was at the Milwaukee Bucks game and they did the the shoot shooters or shirt shooters, right? You know, the shirt. Yeah. And okay. the person's like, so I got this shirt, and then I opened it up, and it wasn't a shirt, it was a brat. They were shooting oh, brats awesome. to people mm. out of the brat cannons. Only
0: in Milwaukee. I miss my home state.
1: Only in Milwaukee. <laughs> so, so <bad. laughs>
0: Um, So, Madden's my host. He's going to meet you at the door, make you feel welcome. <laughs> it's going to do great. Some all, he's going to be my server. Because I think he's he's the he's the play by play guy. He's gonna be able to keep the tickets straight, get the orders done right, not miss a beat. I'll Classy. be in the kitchen. I, I was a cooking at a couple restaurants back in the day. That's my team, Madden and Summerall. Okay. All right, let's do the next one. <laughs> okay. Uh, help you move. You just signed the lease on your first apartment. The sweet, sweet freedom of adulthood settles upon you like a well-worn cloak. The deposit is paid. The keys are in your hand. And you have the perfect place to tape up your Scarface poster. All that is left is bringing in your belongings and new to you furniture you picked up at Goodwill. The only problem, your new digs are on the third floor and the elevator is out. Who's helping you move in?
2: Hmm, I,
1: I, I'm not hesitating here. It's Duncan and Popovich. And let me explain why.
2: Because uh, Duncan
1: Popovich is, three, is gonna, three stories tall and he can just put it in the window. Yeah. Somebody's going to give him instructions and he will carry them out. Ooh. And Popovich will delegate to anybody nearby what they need to do. It will get done. So, like
0: the mailman will also And of a Popovich be may not boxes. carry a
1: thing, and that's fine. Everything will make it there. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Um, All right, Madden and Summerall would just talk through the whole thing.
2: Moving is awful. It is a terrible, terrible thing to do. <clears throat> I want to be hanging out with cool people when I move. The stuff's going to get moved. You know, it might not get moved efficiently or smoothly or even in one piece with Madden and Summerall. But get off your high horse. You don't have that much of nice stuff anyway. Madden and Summerall. Yeah. Eric. yeah. <laughs> Madden and Summerall, the obvious choice here, Not close.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. They're going to make the time go by. Even though it'll take longer, it'll go by faster. You'll yep. probably have some pizza. You'll meet your neighbors. Madden will just start knocking on doors, chatting mm-hmm. it up with people.
2: Yeah. I go and Madden afterward, and Summerall. who would you rather drink a beer with? Madden oh, and Summerall? Obviously. Come on. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Tim Duncan would just stand there awkwardly.
2: Yeah. Holding his... Well,
1: I already do that. His light beer. Greg Popovich yeah, there would be quite humorous.
2: Yeah. All right. Pop's carrying the load here. He is. He is. In more ways wow. than one.
0: I love it how the super athlete is the weak link on this
2: team. <laughs> <laughs> Greg yeah. Popovich is he's the, the one saving the day. all-time player. This <laughs> <laughs> is pretty awesome. Ah. Uh, Okay,
0: final question. Let's hop in the Wayback Machine and go to the year 2002. You are your sophomore year in college, hanging out in your bro's dorm, and your buddy Greg comes in to play a little bit of Grand Theft Auto on the PlayStation 2. No sooner does he sit down on the futon than we hear the phone ring in the room. It's his girlfriend, Jenny, as sweet as pie, calling to ask if Greg happens to be in the room because he needs to study for his literature final. Greg hunches down, sinking into the futon as he frantically waves while silently mouthing the words, say I'm not here. Which bros are going to cover for your boy Greg? Madden and Summerall or Duncan and Pop?
1: <coughs> this is a 100% true story. If I, if I hand the phone to Tim Duncan, he just holds it up and doesn't <laughs> say a thing.
0: You treat Tim Duncan, you treat Tim Duncan like a robot that hasn't been programmed yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he has no, he
0: if has no self it. actualization.
1: <laughs> if you <laughs> hit it to Greg Popovich, he's just going to say, "Well, that's kind of a dumb question," and <laughs> hang up. <laughs> so, does, does
0: that seem like a good response to Jenny?
1: I mean, he gets the job done. <laughs> okay. They broke up anyway, so it just moves things along quicker.
0: Okay, well, that's not... Yeah, but it took a long time. It's not about if they stay together. It's about who's covering for Greg. Yeah, no, they they do it in
1: their own way.
0: Obviously, when you're hiding from your girlfriend in your buddy's room, it's probably not a foundation to build a long, solid relationship (laughs) on. That's not what we're talking about. That's not the point. You need to back him up. And that's why I'm picking Madden and Summerall. Madden will spin a yarn, and Matt Summerall will be there to be ready with the facts and knowledge to make sure that the story doesn't get too far off track.
1: Uh,
2: (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know how you can not go with Madden and Summerall here. That was a stupid question. (laughs) If there was a guy who ever could say a thousand words, and you get about eight of them to make sense... And yet yeah. you still enjoy the conversation. Mm-hmm. Like Sally, Susan, what, what, what's the, what's the Jenny. girl's name on the phone? Jenny. Jenny. Jenny's Jenny. going to be confused and pleased at the same time. Like I just had a great conversation. I don't know what happened. She's not going to suspect a thing. Madden some wrong. Yeah.
1: Sorry, Pop. I tried. Did my best. Well, sorry. He had
0: such a weak link in Tim Duncan. To- <laughs>
1: one of the greatest <laughs> basketball players
0: of all time from five
2: more championships in the time <laughs> <laughs> try to think oh, of a man. pair that Eric where he loves one more and hates one <laughs> more
0: it's fire and ice that was what yeah. that was
2: yeah that was great oh my lord
0: alright Thomas uh, Henry Eighth and Thomas More versus Michelle Obama and George W. Bush So for those of you who don't know, Henry VIII, King of England, Henry VIII, I am, I am, Six Wives. Uh, Thomas More joined Parliament in 1504. He helped Henry VIII write the defense of the seven sacraments as a rebuttal to Martin Luther and uh, was named, oh, so he was named treasurer of England's exchequer. uh, Thomas Beckett was just a chancellor. Um, Just a chancellor. Uh, Thomas More was called Henry's intellectual courtier, or courtier. And he was elected speaker of the house of commons in 1523. So early in Henry's reign, when he wrote the defense of the seven sacraments, this, that was a Catholic response, um, to Martin Luther and the 95 theses. And, um, and so Thomas More and Henry VIII were very, very close, but much like Henry II and Thomas Becket. um, when Henry tried to convince Thomas More that the Bible said it was okay to divorce his wife, Thomas More did not buy that argument. Um, and uh, in 1532, um, Thomas Moore left the house of conflicts Commons to avoid conflict over Henry and his divorce. Um, he did not attend the coronation of Henry's second wife, Anne Boleyn, and he refused to accept Henry as the head of the church of England. And for this, he was executed by um, Henry the eighth. His last words were the king's good servant, but God's first saying he chose God over Henry. Mm. So they were friends and they were very, very close early on. But obviously that ended um, when Henry tried to divorce his first wife, Catherine of Aragon. And then Michelle Obama and George W. Bush. We've all seen the photos of them hugging and George giving her candies and like they've interviewed saying how close they are. Um, when the Obamas came into the White House, uh, George W. Bush and Laura Bush uh, treated them really well and like had their daughters help the Obama's daughters like get acclimated to moving into the White House. And, and it seems like they've built like a really true friendship um, ever since then, which says something because Obama largely got elected on bashing George W. Bush. So um, anyway, so that's the that's the matchup here. Hmm. First question, questions, number 16, (laughs) weekend at Lenny's. So you're invited to your CEO Lenny's beach house for a weekend of sun surf and fun. But as a thank you for telling about some fraudulent transactions you found at his company. But lo and behold, when you arrive for your well-earned respite, your CEO Lenny is dead. But before you can call the police, the rest of the party guests arrive and you just need to roll with it. So it's who's going to help you keep the ruse going and make it seem like Lenny is still totally fine. And can we just, that's the premise George for it. A-
1: w has, has actually had to deal with this at one point. <laughs> George
0: W did some weird stuff in his early days.
1: Yeah. I, he would be most acclimated to this situation. I'm not sure about Henry VIII and Thomas Moore. You think it's possible
0: that George W. Bush showed up to a party and the host was dead? That's I more mean, possible for George Bush.
1: That and then George Bush up. just yes. rolled
0: with it and kept partying that weekend. Yes. Okay.
1: He could absolutely convince Michelle to help out. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, Michelle, come on.
0: It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. I don't know,
2: George. <laughs> okay yeah it's eric, yeah i'm i'm with eric every time that george w opened his mouth was like the verge of a mistake or a train wreck so he was just walking a tightrope every single speech and he it was really endearing how he could just kind of sweep things under the rug as he was going um he would yeah. He would do that, couple that with Michelle, and she's very well-spoken and very um, dignified. That's That would be a good uh, cover-up job right there. Yeah, two. I
0: agree. I, I think you're right. George C. Bush was always on the precipice, and he became president. <laughs> so I think he could figure it out. And him and Michelle are probably the most capable of dealing with that situation. Don't mis- underestimate George W. Bush.
2: Don't mis- underestimate. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> All right.
0: Next one. Oh, we oh, did that question. Did that one?
1: That might be the first swept question we've had. I
0: think. We just did that one. Oh, I thought one of the earlier ones we did. Maybe there was <laughs> one. One other. Yeah, we just did that one. Twenty-nine that one? Oh, we did that one, too. Sorry. 25. Roommates. All right. In this economy, the cost of living is just too high, and with interest rates the way they are, you can forget buying a home. So to save money and make some great memories, which bros would you pick as your roomies? George W. Bush and Michelle Obama or Henry VIII and Thomas More?
2: Hmm. So, back in my college days, um, mm-hmm. I attended a lot of different schools, had a lot of different roommates, sometimes in dorms, sometimes in apartments, and I have some pretty great stories over the years from some of those roomies. Uh, um, Henry Henry VIII and Thomas More would definitely lend themselves to stories you know there would be some fights the cops would be called some mm-hmm. would get too drunk and break some stuff um they'd always be fighting and i you know it'd be really entertaining for me as long as they pay their rent i don't care i'm in college i don't have anything that's of value anyway um i think it'd be cool to live with those guys okay Eric, you got some thoughts? No, he doesn't, but he'll tell us. No.
1: No, but... Henry VIII and Thomas More are more appealing to kind of my sensibilities with deeper into history, so I might find that more interesting. Um, Yeah, they they would simply be more interesting. I think they'd have better stories, much more adventure-type things. Henry VIII was... Quite the athlete, hunter. Like he was a very like he was very active in doing a lot of things, especially early on.
0: Yeah, he participated in tournaments.
1: Yeah, I think that'd be more fun to. And then Thomas More was certainly an intellectual, so there'd be times for you know Henry VIII would be like, "Hey, it's time for our ultimate frisbee tournament," and then Thomas More sit around just at uh, Philosophy in the Evening, so. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, I mean, you guys know that they broke up and one of them had the other executed, so.
1: Eventually.
0: If somebody doesn't wash the dishes enough time, it can get real weird.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, I'm just Thomas More be throwing like, that out hey, there. Henry, that's like the seventh girl that's been through here this week. yeah. Just
0: saying. You know what the Bible says about that.
1: Just saying.
0: Okay. Um, just wanted to throw that out there. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go with Michelle and W. I think uh, I think Michelle would be the responsible one of the three of us. So she'd make sure you know we paid the water bill and stuff like that. And uh, dinner'd be George on our table
2: would, every night.
0: Yeah, George would be like. You know, hey, let's let's throw water balloons at these people below us. And, you know, like, I don't know, random stuff like that. So I'm going with them. I think it'll be more fun. Be responsible. Michelle will be the responsible one. George will be the fun one. I think it's a good pair. Next question. Okay. Did that one. Oh, that one doesn't exist. All right, wintertime wingman. So you're at the local bar in Green Bay, Wisconsin, having a great time when you, receive a, <laughs> when you receive a phone call from your cheating ex-girlfriend, Molly. This is also based on a true story. After five minutes of her gaslighting you, saying it's your fault she cheated the first chance she got, <laughs> you smack your friend who drove you to the bar and drunkenly tell him you're leaving, whereby you run into the dead of night to the nearest McDonald's only to find it's closed. You sit on the sidewalk, throw up a little bit and call your friend to come pick you up (laughs) and take you home so you can sleep it off. Who will save you from yourself? Henry Moore and Thomas or Henry VIII and Thomas Moore or Michelle Obama and George W. Bush?
1: Hmm.
2: Not easy. So, so for me, Mm -hmm. when I, when I get drunk, I like to have big philosophical talks. Sure. And, you know, I become a lot smarter, gain 10 IQ points, you know, and and those conversations (laughs) always lend themselves toward theology. Believe it or not. And um, I think Thomas Moore, you know, he's going to take my mind off things. He's going to say, look, just rough night. Let's talk. And, you know, I'll be up late. We'll have, uh, you know, felt a lot better after having a big theological conversation with him. So
0: Henry will back you up too. be like, do you want to chop her head off? Like we can do that. Yes, we can make that happen.
2: He'd be a great hype man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling great. Right, before,
1: before I let Jake decide this by going the other direction, I'm going to absolutely agree with Cameron. And then I'm going to add this. When are we going to get drunk and have those conversations? Because I'm, I'm. It's I'm been a space. while.
0: Yeah. I like it.
1: We're due. We're due.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm not going go to I'm yeah. not going to go in the other direction. I do think oh. Henry and Thomas are the better option on this one. I do agree with you, Cameron. Uh, Thomas would be able to console you and like, hey, man, that's okay. She wasn't right for you. God's got another plan. It's all good, right? And then Henry's like, yeah, but let's go burn her house down. I'm like, whoa, Henry, let's take a breath. <laughs> but I appreciate the support, you know, like, let yeah, balance that. each other. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... Henry and Thomas. I like it's it. Per her house down. Jeez. <laughs> All right,
1: last one. All right.
0: Night. Last bracket question for the night. Koselle and Ali versus Batman and Robin. So Batman and Robin, Bruce Wayne and his young war, Dick Grayson versus Cosell and Ali. Let's see what happens. Oh, question 18. Okay. Okay. Uh, the FedEx plane you stowed away on crashes into the ocean during a storm because climate change, I guess. After you swim to shore <laughs> on a desert island, you find a couple other stowaways who survived the crash. Who made it to shore and will help you survive the next five years armed only with your wits, a bunch of FedEx parcels, and a volleyball you become way too attached to? Mm-hmm. Koselle and Ali or Batman and Robin? Hmm. I'll go first. Batman
1: can work with gadgets, right? Like,
0: yeah. So Batman can probably make anything. See, you got kind of like a Gilligan's Island thing here, where he's like the professor, and he can, yeah, you know, probably and
1: Robin build is anything Gilligan.
0: you need him to, yeah.
1: So or Wilson, depending on your,
0: but but Batman <laughs> is unsettlingly intense. You want to be on five years of that on uh-huh. an island? I'm just. He can get a little. But oh, Ollie seemed kind of intense, didn't he? Yeah, but then you got Cosell to balance it.
1: You got Robin to balance Batman, right? P-
0: Robin? Cosell could, you know, do the play by play when seagulls come in and talk, you know, <laughs> he can make anything entertaining.
1: <laughs> yeah, but Robin would be rubbing your shoulders or.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know if that's what I want, but yeah, no, that's true. Okay.
2: Jamie, what are your thoughts before this gets weird? So so my objective, there's no hope of of being rescued. You will this be is rescued in a... f- five years. So you have to okay. survive five years, and then you'll All get right. rescued. So this is a wait-out-the-clock situation. Yeah. Um, Batman and Robin, you know, they're, they're just made for each other. They're the ultimate duo. i right, changing my boat. Cause... Whatever comes up, <laughs> they're going to be ready. And... Yeah, I I need a a team like that together with me. Okay. So you going Batman and Robin? I'm going Batman and Robin.
1: So I changed mine because I realized if we're stuck on the island for five years, I need some
2: Some some entertainment,
1: some storytelling banter, and I just don't think Batman and Robin can provide that.
0: Yeah, I mean, if if you're on a desert island with Batman and Robin, they're probably going to like try to train you to become the ultimate weapon over five years, so you can go. Oh, well, now you do kind of justice in your it. city. So Please I mean, look, that's an option. City?
1: Nashville, or Memphis,
0: no, Bakersfield. Like you, you'll become the Avenging Knight of Bakersfield, Eric. You're going to no. be a,
2: yeah, you're going to be entertained by Batman and Robin just in a different way. You know, I there's a lot going on with Batman and Robin there. I think
0: survivability, <laughs> Batman and Robin are going to yeah. keep you alive the longest. What if a jungle cat I think, comes? What's what's Ali and Cosell going to do?
1: <laughs> punch it?
0: Yeah, Ali will punch a jungle cat <laughs> right in the face. He'll Bob and we float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. I mean, Talk really fast at and, it. And meanwhile, Howard Cosell will talk about it like this, and it'll be great. So I'm going Howard Cosell and Muhammad Ali, but I also understand the Batman-Robin argument all right okay you all right pub golf you and your bros are competing in an all day nine bar pub golf tournament Uh, you'll be broken into two team two teams you and your bros against your rival at work stefan and his bros there will be shots there will be bar games there will be feats of strength who do you choose to be on your team Muhammad Ali and Howard Cosell, or Batman and Robin. And for purposes, well, you will assume Robin is now of drinking age. So... Thank you. I didn't... Robin was is be my under 21? I didn't know that. For most of... Yeah. By the time he gets old enough to drink, he goes by Nightwing. Huh. Um,
1: but anyways, yeah. the, the pairing just got a little weirder, didn't it? All right. Yeah. Hmm. I, yeah, I... I Batman can be a, a lot of not fun. Yeah. So I think Cassell and Ali... No, hold on. Uh, Batman can be a
0: lot of not fun, but Bruce Wayne can be a whole lot of fun. So...
1: Well... I'm starting to I don't Wayne's think Batman is going to go on a... Yeah, you're right. Oh, right. He Wayne
2: cocktail is, parties.
1: So we out uh-huh. of the town with Batman and Robin or Bruce Wayne and uh, Dick Grayson? <laughs> you Britchard? think they're going to... You think they're suiting up
0: for a pub golf tournament? He's got his bat belt. <laughs> I'm sure he's
1: got a putter. he ready for anything. Yeah. He, well, if it's Bruce Wayne.
0: He's got the bat credit card. <laughs> All the drinks are on him. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I'm just giving you some options. You don't, it doesn't have to. He doesn't have to be, you know, in his old Well, I'd like to know somebody's
1: buying my drinks, so... (laughs) Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson.
2: Okay. Cameron? Um, You know, I bet you Howard Cosell is really good at golf, and I bet he'd be a really good caddy. So, hey, Cameron, we're coming into the turn here. Let's slow it down a little bit. We're, you know, this Mm -hmm. is... Coming out hot you here. Pace yourself. We're in for the long game. We don't want to be puking on the sidewalk midway through the the first, you know, three holes. Ali, you know, he's your he's your game changer. You know, that's if, your if closer. You need to, exactly. If you need to put down three shots on one hole and, and close some ground, he's gonna be yelling, he's gonna be screaming, he's gonna be making a scene, and he's gonna be entertaining on my team, he's gonna be clutch on my team. I just don't see how you go away from Cosell and Ali here.
0: Uh, Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I think Ali is the ultimate competitor. Uh, And even something as silly as pub golf, he's going to do everything he can to win it. Oh, yeah. Um, All right. Next question. Got a 4-2 lead for Cosell and Ali. Let's see what what takes this. (laughs) All right. <laughs> this one might flip it. Uh, aliens have finally decided to invade Earth and they have decided to start their invasion at your cul-de-sac on the mean streets of Bakersfield. It's up to you and your bros to beat the aliens, save Earth and still be home in time for dinner. Who's got your back? Batman, Batman and, and Robin? Robin? Or Kosell and Ali?
2: I, it's Batman and Robin. I mean, Yeah. Robin. That's, that's why they have the questions, you know? Yeah. All
1: right. I still wonder why it, the aliens are coming to Bakersfield.
2: Why not, man? That's the no. breadbasket of America, Eric. <laughs> yeah.
1: We want our omens. You cut off the
0: crops, you cut off life. <laughs> I know where to start, Bako. All right. So that ends our bro-lightenment bracket. Moving on, we have Kirk and Spock, our one seed, hanging in there. They're going to be going against the very tough Madden and Summerall. Uh, Thomas Moore er, and Henry VIII will be going against Batman and Robin. So we got two, uh, and, two and the one could, could not be Yeah, more. one, two, three, four. Huh, wow. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Our, our final bracket uh, to get through the first round is the Bro Modernism Bracket. So we'll be doing that one next. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, follow wherever you can find podcasts or find us. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Have a great day in history.